0: Hello, and welcome to another episode of The Detox Podcast, a culture and conversation podcast where you can detox from the world around you. You get a window into how other people live their lives. Come detox with detox. I'm your host, Joshawn. On today's episode, I'm thrilled to have Lauren Flans on the podcast. Lauren is one of the co-hosts of the Coming Out podcast of which former guest, Nicole Payson is a co-host of. And I, which I've shared on the podcast before, shared my Coming Out story on their podcast earlier this year. Lauren and I get into a great conversation about what today is, which is on October 11th, 2022, National Coming Out Day. So we talk about what Coming Out Day means for her, historically, and what it means now. We talk about her acting career. We talk about her growing up. We talk about cultural perceptions. There's a lot of really great conversation pieces that we get into, and I can't wait for you to hear it. But before we get there, I do want to let you know that today's episode of the podcast is brought to you by Empire Toys Nostalgia is something everyone loves, and Empire Toys in Keller, Texas is on Nostalgia Overload. With toys and action figures from the 70s, 80s, 90s, and today, Empire Toys is a one-stop shop for a trip down memory lane, and a chance to reclaim what was once yours, but likely sold at a garage sale. Check out Empire Toys on Facebook, Instagram, or at TheEmpireToys.com. Now, without further ado, my episode, interview episode, whatever you want to call it, my time with Lauren is right up after this welcome back to the detox podcast with me at this time oh boy i'm excited (laughs) it's finally happening i've got the lauren flans on the podcast lauren how are you doing
1: hi i'm well i'm a the that's so exciting it's true and i know
0: this because i put it in the calendar invite that i sent over to you it said the lauren I flans i saw i yes. noticed
1: that i had yes. forgotten
0: that i had done that so now you are and forever <laughs> the lauren flans not just it's me lauren flans.
1: and kermit the frog yes are the two. The Everyone frog here. exactly
0: that's <laughs> what so, no one expected, but everyone needed, was a Kermit the Frog impression right off the bat on this episode. Um, but I'm excited because of uh, several reasons. So listeners of the podcast will know that Nicole Payson, your co-host and partner in crime with Coming Out Podcast, has been on the show before, <laughs> and I've been a guest on your show before. Because, and now yeah. everything is coming full circle. You're on the show, and it's. If you're listening to this on the day it's releasing, it's National Coming Out Day, so we're gonna get into that. Mm -hmm. I'm wearing a a a hat that displays uh, the rainbow flag in the United States of America configuration, Um, so it's fantastic. So we got all of all of things in play, and it's Halloween. It's still well, it's not Halloween yet, but it's October, so it's spooky season. It's spooky season. Yeah, exactly. Lots of things. Um, But here, right at the top, uh, if you're new to the podcast. Here at the Detox Podcast, uh, I like to uh, invite the listeners to quote-unquote detox from the world around them for a, for just a little bit, get a window into how other people live their lives. And so I like to start off by asking my guests, Lauren, what are you currently detoxing from?
1: Oh, my God. That's a really good question. Um, I... I'm not detox. I need to be detoxing from things, I think. You know what? This is the first thing that came into my head because I haven't done it yet, but I've gotten to the point where now I've talked, to- I've mentioned it to my therapist, my parents, and a friend. So I'm like, this might literally be happening. I might be trying to go vegetarian, ah. which would be detoxing from uh-huh. meat. uh-huh. But I'm gonna like really ease into it. <laughs> so, you know, that's, um... but it's it might be happening. So that might be my future, near future detoxing. <laughs>
0: I think that is highly commendable. I try. You know, I have. Um, I would say Oof. I have fantastic, uh, friends who are vegans. Um, and we've hung out sure. and, they, and they've um, uh, introduced me to certain. Uh, ways of preparing food uh, absent mm, of, of mm-hmm. uh, animal products, and then uh, just different types of meals, and that's been that's been good. And then um, famous vegan chef Josie Clemens was on the show a few weeks ago to talk about the vegan first ever oh, vegan cooking show Peels, awesome. um, and she was on uh, Hell's Kitchen as well, season twenty, for those who who may be familiar with that name. Um, talked about going being vegan and and that process and i have to say it is something that i think is highly commendable i have tried in various ways and have failed
1: oh i've never tried no no, no not vegan
0: I, let me <laughs> let me reel that back i've tried going no vegetarian. i've never even
1: tried vegetarian okay. i'm yeah so this I... is yeah i could not definitely not do vegan I've... i eat yogurt every morning like that is And cheese, there's no way. I'm sorry. Like, there's absolutely no way. I
0: know. I hear you. Vegan
1: is a bridge too far (laughs) for me. I have tried and
0: failed. And so what I've decided as a a compromise for myself is making choices to eat more vegetables, less Mm -hmm. meat, starting with, like, let's cut back on the red meat. Let's cut back on things Mm -hmm. here and there. Uh, And then, and I would say, like, very like arguably to a lot of people, not nearly enough, but incrementally, incrementally it's, it's working. And then my, my thought, I'm using air quotes here, I'm going to kind of trick myself into like ending up like, oh, I've not eaten meat in like a year. I guess I'm vegetarian now.
1: Okay, like, yeah, I got gotcha. you. And you know what? I keep saying vegetarian. I need to stop saying that because what I mean is pescatarian. Oh, pescatarian. Because sure. I eat a lot of fish. Yeah, so yeah. I have to stop making it oh, sound more impressive I'm going, than it actually is.
0: I, uh, I'm i going to tell a story, uh, story time, and then I'll get into what I'm detoxing Ooh. for. But um, oh, I love for, it. From, um, <laughs> I worked with someone one time who did not quite understand um, – these words and phrases that we are using right now. We were having a conversation around the workplace and someone talked about, uh, that they were vegan. And this person said, I too am vegan. And she said, that's fantastic. We're taking a lunch order. And she's like, Mm -hmm. I'm going to have, um, I'm going to have, uh, this with cheese. And she's like, I thought you were vegan. Oh, right. I'm vegetarian. Also, can I get the fish please? And she's like, I thought you didn't, I thought she's like, Oh, right. I'm a pescatarian. Yeah. No, you know what? I'm going to get the chicken instead. She's like, what are you at this point? She's like, Oh yeah. I just, I just don't eat red meat. And she's like, that's not anything.
1: That's not even a, (laughs) that doesn't even have a word. Yeah.
0: That's like slightly healthy. I think that's, that's what it was. And she just walked up and was like, well, she's like patting herself on the back. Like I've saved the world. (laughs) And I'm like, what, why volunteer any of that? If yeah. you just don't.
1: Understand. Yeah, man. People just want to tell on themselves. So
0: I'm glad to know that you are thinking about going pescatarian and not just slightly healthy. I'm
1: gonna try it. Yeah. No, I'm gonna I'm gonna try it, and we'll see what happens. You... We'll see what happens.
0: You know, as it. A... This
1: is my official coming out as a as thinking about becoming a pescatarian, maybe.
0: <laughs> so, I uh, listeners of the podcast know that uh, as a kid, I grew up very religious, and, and listeners of your show will also know that's the story that I shared yeah. as well. Um, so, I didn't. I heard pescatarian a lot as it relates to eating fish uh, as the only uh, meat source. Um, however, what I heard was Presbyterian because that's, that's what the, I was going <laughs> to say. They're very
1: similar. <laughs> yeah. yeah, someone's <laughs> like I'm, I'm going
0: Presbyterian. Oh, you're leaving the Baptist church. No, I'm just eating fish. <laughs> Presbyterians only eat fish? <laughs> wild, man, wild. So for a long time, like arguably too long, I thought oh. my Presbyterian friends only ate fish as a source of meat. And like that was oh, their thing. Oh, that's so quiet. <laughs> and so yeah. I would ask them, like, do you want to get salmon? Why? Well, you're Presbyterian. And? You know. You know. And they're like, no, we really don't know, <laughs> Joe. What? What what is it? What is the secret I hear club? You. Oh so wonderful. So
1: My- Yeah.
0: <laughs> it was good. It was good. Um what were you about to say?
1: Uh, I was going to say my my Catholic best friend in high school, who was on a very early episode uh, of our podcast, like within the first 10 he was on, um, his mom was the one who alerted me to the fact that many Jewish people keep kosher because I was over at his house and she and I was going to like stay for dinner. And she was like, uh, we're starting with soup. Do you want soup? I was like, sure, I like soup. And she's like, oh, no, I just I realize it's there's there's ham in it and I was like oh I'm not a vegetarian callback and she just she was like oh okay and just like went back in the kitchen and I was like why is your mom being weird and Kieran's like she was asking because you're Jewish and I was like Jewish people aren't vegetarian and she was like Karen's like Lauren, what the fuck? Like she thought you were maybe kosher, and I was like, wait, what? Like that? And then I was like, hold on a minute, you're telling me? Because like we had bacon and shit, and I feel like I just didn't know. That was in high school, and a Catholic, a Catholic had to tell me that about my own religion. So respect for you not knowing it. Cause some of us are even dumber.
0: <laughs> than that. Oh, this is fantastic. And you know, I think, um, it's a good segue into what I'm currently detoxing from, which is I am detoxing from a lot of, I would say, um, need, how do I want to say this? Um, I've been thinking a lot and ruminating a lot, uh, uh, that was my word for the day, ruminating, uh, ruminating I a lot. <laughs> I had four minutes left in the day as we're recording this. So I had to, for me, so I had to like get it in. Um, ruminating on the fact that like, because I have such a religious background, I think I often draw upon that knowledge to engage in conversations, to try and make the world a better place. Meaning when people have a very narrow view or interpretation of scripture or religion or perspective using it not necessarily to combat them but using it as as a way to say hey that's an interesting perspective that you have are you aware of the full context of the situation and other ways in which it's been interpreted oh you haven't i'm happy to engage in that and it it takes a lot a lot out of me to maintain composure and not you know get really upset even though i want to but it's also in one way i feel it's helpful Because we need people to be able to do that, so that way the only people that aren't talking about religion are people that are in an echo chamber and and getting narrower Mm -hmm. and narrower. However, it is not great for my mental state on a consistent basis. So I have started allowing other people to engage in those conversations, even when I'm like, that's not the best thing to say. It'd be like, you know what? It's okay. They're having a good, inclusive conversation People are trying to change the dialogue. I can jump in when I need to, but not necessarily huh. all the time. So I'm trying to detox from a lot of the, wow. the what I feel is my responsibility as, a, as like yeah. a former religious person.
1: Oof, yeah, I hear that.
0: Easier said than done. Oh,
1: yeah. No, I can imagine. I do not have a ton of knowledge about religion, so...
0: That's uh, I... certainly
1: not mine, as we just learned. <laughs> right. and, and if I'm that bad about my own, imagine how I am about other people. <laughs> so,
0: yeah. uh, my goodness, I love. It. Well, Lord, I'm excited to have you on the show. Um, one because I told you back in March that I wanted to have you on the show, and here it is six months later. No, yeah. Whee. Well, it's technically September 30th right now. So yeah, six months later. Um, but we got it done. We're here, and I want to. You are a fascinating individual, not just because <laughs> you're a cool friend and I was on your show and we've had conversations, but like you're an incredible actor, writer. Oh, thank uh, you. Yeah, you've been involved in a bunch of different stuff. <laughs> um yeah. but I wanna start I think I wanna talk I want let's let's wind the clock back. Let's get in our DeLorean. Oh, sure. Uh oh shit, and, okay. And um you have well you have a dog and there's two of us and I feel like mm-hmm. right there that's the perfect combination to get in a DeLorean and, and go mm. back in time.
1: That's and how I, was... I always think of when people are like, Can you just give me the elevator pitch for Back to the Future? I'm like, Two people and a dog. <laughs> <laughs> Boom. That's it.
0: That is it. Um <laughs> uh we're talking back to the future I, and so I'm just thinking of a, a totally million tangent different joke. Um, no, no 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 no, it's good. I I, back, I introduced a uh, side story for half a moment. I introduced my kids to Back to the Future over Labor Day. Oh back, that's huge. Back to the that's future children, yeah, is is one of like the movie series that I love and Mm -hmm. watched like all the special features in the Blu-ray. That was one of the first Blu-rays I (sighs) bought with my own, or DVD I bought with my own money, like all those things. Um, And so I watched it, and they didn't quite like follow all of it. And in fact, my daughter told Amanda was like, I don't, I'm kind of bored. And she was like, that's fine. Oh, like, don't worry. No. But you know what? When we, because I was like hyping it and she was like trying to make it work. And then just like. It's hard.
1: Couldn't... It must look like a silent movie right? to them. Like, it's yes. so crazy how different it must look.
0: But when she was released from the like responsibility and using the air quotes <laughs> of watching it, then she just hung around to watch it out of her own choice. And then was asking oh, questions. okay. And did like it. And then she okay. came home. Then they started science class in school. And so she came home the next week and said dad, 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 guess what? And I was like, what? And she's like, we learned about fake scientists in, in school today. I'm like, wait, time out. We're in the era of fake news. What do you mean? I'm going to need you to elaborate on what they're teaching you in school, please. <laughs> and then she doesn't do a satisfactory answer. So I keep asking, like, what are you talking about? And then I get out of her. They watched clips of scientists in movies or TVs to show. Oh, that's awesome. Face, right? Like, how cool is that? And one of them was D- yeah, Doc Brown. Yeah, that's really cool. Right? And she said. Oh, yeah, that's yeah. so dope. She said, we saw Doc Brown from To the Future.
1: <laughs> to and I said, the Future. And I said,
0: do you mean Back to the Future? She's like, Dad. <laughs> and she's like shaking her head. Would and waving, would not she's like,
1: sense semantically. To
0: the Future. <laughs> She said, I know I watched it. It's to the future. As if I haven't grown up watching it my entire life.
1: And I started to say
0: something and I was like, you know what? I don't want to squash this like unearned Mm -hmm. confidence. So I was just like, you know what? Maybe you're right. To the future. So now I'm telling everyone that it's not back to the future. It's to the future. It's a it's a statement Right?
1: I to get that because I do remember as a kid being like so aggravated by that title because it, like, my little kid brain could not fucking figure <laughs> it out. So I understand. I feel like she was just like, no, that can't be right. It's really Flawed. confusing. Flawed
0: logic gets to the future. Um, yeah. But I want to, now that we've gone back in the DeLorean, <laughs> I want to go back to your past Okay. and talk Let's about some of your earliest forays into acting. What were those experiences mm. like for you and how did it take you on their trajectory that you've had so far?
1: Oh my goodness I know that's like um, a lot
0: to condense in a couple sentences but let's try
1: no for sure I had when I was a kid always wanted to be a writer and then in high school uh, discovered acting. And I think like really fell in love with her probably like junior year of high school Um, and then told my parents I was like, oh, I'm, I want to be an actor. And they were like, mm, you want to be a writer? And I was like, not anymore, <laughs> which is so funny to think of because like I love that they thought that writer had like more job security. Like maybe a, I guess you can use it for more things, yeah. but like they were way more concerned about me being potentially trying to be an actor than trying to be a writer, which to me it's like six is one half dozen (laughs) is the other guys. I got bad news for you. Um, But I then would only look at colleges that had like really good, acting programs and was even potentially, like, maybe wanting to go to a conservatory. And my parents wisely, since I'd only been, like, really into acting for, like, a year and a half at that point, were like, you're going to go to a liberal arts school that has a theater department. Like, you're not going to, like, fucking tish, okay? Like, <laughs> yeah. slow down. Um, so I ended, up, I ended up going to Northwestern, which has an excellent theater program, but is one of the very few schools with a solid theater program that you don't have to audition for. Mm um so it wasn't like a conservatory like so so i think they just felt more comfortable with that Mm -hmm. uh i did major in theater (laughs) um and so yeah did uh you know like plays and and whatnot there and then uh really got into really wanted to do uh improv And finally, my senior year got into the improv group at Northwestern and then went on this, like, huge improv and sketch comedy trajectory um, for many years. Uh, And then I ended up doing improv and sketch comedy in Amsterdam for, like, three and a half years um because there's a there's a theater out there called boom chicago um that has like a ton of famous alumni of which i am not one but i know all of the famous (laughs) ones (laughs) um and so yeah and then then i came back to the states and i did improv on a couple cruise ships which was really really fun and silly um and then yeah, I don't know. I'm in a weird phase right now where I'm like I don't know what. I think I've I think I've at this point like stepped away from acting. I feel like mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm in like a very weird ambiguous situation. But I had some real I had some really cool opportunities. I was on a show called Wild and Out for 3 seasons that was a improv hip hop show. Um, I got to do a season of a show called Another Period on Comedy Central, which before I was on it was like one of my favorite shows. It was super funny and like just incredible. Like w- like some of the just coolest people working in comedy today uh were on that show. Um and so, yeah, I've gotten to do some some cool things with the acting.
0: You uh <laughs> I saw a clip um of you like taking down Pete Davidson on Wild and Out, and that was... What?
1: Yes, that motherfucker. You did before it before he was, like, crazy You famous. did it before everybody else with, yeah. was doing
0: it. You're a trendsetter. I sure
1: did. I sure did. Yep. <laughs> Took his ass down. I, t- I showed him. <laughs> Take
0: that, <laughs> Pete. Oh. oh,
1: Pete Davidson. <laughs> the fact that
0: we both groaned, like, at the same time was incredible. Just, uh...
1: <laughs> Listen, God bless him. I think he's a very different human from when I... I he was like 19 yeah. when I met him, when he was doing that show. So I think he's a really different dude now.
0: And I just... I. I, lo- I know I got into this I'm going to segue into the next kind of topic thing right now um, I feel like yeah. maybe it's not as good of a segue if I explain the segue but you know it is I was going to say like thank-
1: please let me know all the segues because I re- it, it, it lets me like know that I have to shift gears as well <laughs> so I like the heads up
0: um, but like segueing into the fact that um, I know I've spoken like I was thinking about how when Nicole was on we were talking to quite a bit about like cancel culture versus Call out culture, kind of a thing, and one thing. Oh, I like that. And one of the things that I really appreciate um, is when we call out behaviors and we call out Mm -hmm. patterns and we challenge people to do better because it's an acknowledgement that we're all flawed and we're all human and we're trying to get it. Most of us are trying to get it right and and trying to learn. And if we if people are so afraid of making a mistake. They're, they're just going to shut down or or close their ears, right? And they're not going to actually try and yeah. improve. Um, that being said, one thing that I, I am a little tired of is uh, unsolicited opinions about literally anything. Pete Davidson's a great example of people love <laughs> to share their unsolicited opinions of Pete Davidson. Like, I do not care. I could I could give a shit. Like, I just don't. Like, let let him live his life if he's going to be with with kim kardashian or if he's not gonna be with kim kardashian like i don't care i just don't care like how do you
1: be on any social media because social media is only unsolicited that's like literally Uh, the that's the byline it's like social media colon
0: unsolicited Uh, opinion well you know i think unfortunately i have the the habit i think a lot of people have where sometimes i get on just to like angry read what other people say. Oh, okay. Sure, sure, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And then I type out something. Um, I'm at a point now where I type out something on my notes app and then I just don't post it because I I know know better.
1: Everyone needs to do, yeah, yeah, definitely. Or just put in your drafts folder for like an hour. Like so many <laughs> things could be solved if people would just do that first.
0: But but I do, and then enjoy, come back and yeah. I do enjoy seeing people's pictures on Instagrams, like of their pets or their families or their vacations. Or I love getting to like share people's triumphs or like help them if they're like processing yeah. something. Yeah. Like, oh, I like, hear you that. I love. But they're just. Like, I love
1: Twitter. I'm addicted to it. They're just like but you know what a lot see, of it
0: is just. Another thing where da 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 be like, "All right, get out of here." Or I just there's this there's a couple people um, um, that I I I know <laughs> that I see regularly and uh, they uh, All right, this is like this is like Joe's social media pet peeve right here, 101. Listen up everybody. If you're posting <laughs> on social media and you're posting like a picture of a place like you're going to get a cheesesteak as an example as a for instance
1: like you do as one does
0: right and you just post the in all caps this is happening I'm like that that <laughs> why are you doing that like I just don't care like please stop that's,
1: that's what my I hate to say you sound just like my dad but that literally my parents like that's their big gripe. Is they're like, why do people take pictures of their food? And I'm like, I don't know. They just oh, this wasn't the and food. it's like this just- was like the
0: building from far no, no, no. Away. I know, but oh, like but yeah, they okay. can't
1: handle the idea of people sharing just mundane shit. And I'm like, then don't be. I'm because they. <laughs> it's like. But that's all it is. Yeah. So, like, if that's going to continue to aggravate you, you cannot be on this platform. You are correct. Like, Lord. I can't you give you... They, like, want a reason behind it. And I'm like, I can't help you. There's no reason. Well, They're like, but why? And I'm like, I don't fucking know. <laughs> Just. <laughs> I,
0: wa- I want to clarify something because I do agree that I am, like, an old parent. Like, I will concede
1: no. that. But I
0: will also say... That I don't have a problem with a lot of the mundane shit, or like a picture of like this is what I'm wearing, this is where I'm going, this is what I'm meeting. Like I'm cool okay, with a lot okay. of things. Okay. Okay.
1: What's your specific uh, gripe with it? My yeah, sp- I want to <laughs> let's.
0: So my specific gripe, <laughs> specific gripe is there's a couple of people that, like, literally give no context but are overly enthusiastic about it.
1: Oh, I gotcha. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. And That's, the- for me, with people where, where it's like, where it's like, blankety-blank is everything yes like that shit drives me fucking nuts. but it's like they'll say it like five times a week and i'm like which one of these five things is everything because it can only
0: be one i don't want <laughs> like... to um call somebody out so i won't but i do need to find their post uh several of their posts because they're all god knows they're all the same and gives them like yeah very specific no
1: i hear you on this. like i hear you on this
0: like like um yeah like this is happening Mm-hmm. let's do this. And I'm like, do what? What are you doing? I don't understand. Or like um, they're really enthusiastic about about um, like uh, a cause or something. And they're like, ask me more. I'm like, about what? You didn't post the cause. You posted a tree in the middle of a park. What am I supposed to ask you about?
1: I want to know who you're following. Well, I want to know who these weirdos are. I'll tell
0: you offline <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: but I can tell you it's Facebook and it's not Twitter and it's not Instagram. Oh, so I think okay. that's my fault. I
1: am not. The fault in my feed. On... Yeah. Ooh, nice. <laughs> I'm on Facebook, style. but only like, I'm not on it. I just, I still have, I didn't right, like right. shut down It's like a placeholder. But I don't, yeah. I don't frequent it.
0: Right. Um, but that's, that's the thing where I get a little frustrated with winding back is people, I feel like some of the work that I'm focused on is trying to make the world a better place and and unsolicited opinions. That is social media, sure. Um, And I feel like a lot of this energy we're we're putting into um, celebrities' lives could be better Mm. spent, uh, both self-examining and also like Mm -hmm. sort of community examining. And so I want to know, like from your perspective with the Coming Out pod, so listeners may have heard like, a little bit of the origin when Nicole was on previously, but for a lot of the work that both you and Nicole do with the podcast where you are actively engaging with LGBTQ plus community, what are some of the things that you've noticed as far as advice and perspectives and maybe a an general examination that people have had either for themselves that they've shared on the podcast or that people who've listened to it have shared with the two of you?
1: Oh okay wait can you say that again and let my brain like cuz sure. it it's it, like when in my brain and now I'm like let me No it's okay laser so, focus it in my brain
0: So <laughs> trying to make so try let me maybe say it a different way trying to make um for me trying to make the world a better place is taking energy that I mm. would be spending sort of like um critiquing the world I guess as it were and using it to gotcha. to do some self examination And and understanding my immediate community and how I can either help myself or help the community around me, whether community being like actual city or LGBTQ plus, right? Or like there's ways to define it. So because the the work that you and Nicole do on the podcast is talking to people within the LGBTQ plus community and often, but not always, like sort of the LA based community as well. Yeah. What have you seen? um what sort of examinations have people shared with you either on the show about their about their own stories or that listeners have shared with what they've picked up as perspectives from listening to the show and listening to other people's stories
1: Ooh, i love that oh my god i don't know i've never thought the, about that before oh that's such a great question um, I mean, a lot of people. Something that's that's very cool, and that actually just came up on our. Well, I'm. It's not our current episode because it's our current episode as we're recording. Oh. But it will now be two weeks back or something like that. Um, but. W- a lot of folks uh, tell us, you know, they found the podcast because they were googling some version of "Am I Gay?" Like, yes. you know, like that's yes. like basically like <laughs> the shorthand for what people are googling. Um, but they find the podcast that way, and they start listening, and then um, a lot of them find the LA LGBT Center's social groups Mm -hmm. that way, um, which all moved on to Zoom when the pandemic started, which uh, has been a very cool silver lining because it means that people can access them from anywhere in the world, not just from Southern California or just Los Angeles. Um, And so definitely we've had uh, uh, people tell us both guests that we've had or uh, listeners who then pop up in Mm -hmm in the zoom uh but so the people have been able to find like i i want to say irl community because to me like zoom counts as IRL like it's you know like that that's like connection and that's and so that's been very cool is like a lot of people who have felt like they haven't had that in their life either it's because they're not out yet, or maybe they are out, but they're in a not super queer friendly place, so they don't really have any friends uh, who are queer in their circle. Uh, A lot of folks have, have then found community uh, via the pod, and then via leading it to those to those Zoom groups, um, and that's I don't know if that answers. Yeah, uh it the does. Question at all, but definitely,
0: I think it does. Trying to just
1: get people connected. Yeah, now, uh, with each other. And I
0: I really like that because of the fact that I know from speaking from my own personal experience, hearing other people's stories across the the LGBTQ plus community and then specifically by sexual stories were the representations that I needed to be able to hear like, wow, there's various dimensions of this, um, of individuals who identify in this way, even, even, even amongst like, um, um, men, women, non-binary individuals, et cetera, like across the spectrum, it allowed me to feel connected in the community, which then allowed me to do even more self-examination. So then I started going, okay, it's important to be out because the more people that are out, the more other people can see that reflected and then also start giving back to community. So one of the things that I've done as a result, so this is sort of like a a continuation of, of that episode. So, I shared my story on there but what I've done since then is I've actually gotten engaged in a couple of uh bi plus groups um awesome. one through work um and then one uh work adjacent um where it was really for people who so it was sort of a larger collection of LGBTQ plus folks and then um they asked people to to opt in to self identify and I did and they said you self identified for this so we want to gather a group that is specifically identified in this way. And we had like, you know, some zoom breakout rooms and we were discussing and we like connected on like LinkedIn and stuff. And, and it just, it allowed me to feel, we were all like sharing different stories. And I was like, you know, this is what, this is what it is, right? This is the community connection where we grow our representation. And it's not to say that this is all we're going to focus on is just bi plus people, right? It's not to say that it's to say, I feel now that I have this community that gets me on a different mm-hmm. level. So now I feel empowered to like go back out and make safer spaces for everyone. Cause I, I too oh, yeah. have a safe space.
1: Ooh, I love that. Yeah. I think biosphere, which is the name of the, uh, of the bi group that the center has on zoom. I feel like that has had the most, uh podcast folks have found that because it's like there's you know it's it's very specific and like had nicola said on the podcast and maybe even said when she was on your podcast that it's like being in a space where everyone is bi is rare being in a space where everyone is queer not rare at all but there's lots of places like that but a space where everyone is specifically bi is like there's that just doesn't happen that often and so i do think and the the guest who i was referencing when i said our our current episode or slash our episode two weeks ago that's exactly what happened with her was she found biosphere and like yeah so we've definitely had um uh by folks discover the podcast and then discover that group which has been really really cool
0: you know i was thinking about this too um, as I as I was, I'm using some um, some imagery uh, that folks can't see. I'm pushing an invisible lawnmower. But as I was mowing oh, the I lawn, oh, I thought you were
1: rowing a, I thought you were doing a rowing. Machine. You know,
0: tomato, tomato. tomato it, either way. But as I was <laughs> okay. mowing the lawn earlier and listening to the the episode you're referencing featuring Krista Morehouse.
1: Uh, Kirsta, yes, Kirsta, yeah, Morehouse. Krista
0: Morehouse, yes. Um, I was thinking about this. And I'm interested to get your perspective um, since we're on the topic of LGBTQ plus, and it is National Coming Out Day, and we're talking about coming out and all that good stuff.
1: Hells yeah! Um,
0: so when my episode released, and I promise this is not to be egotistical and only talk about my episode, but when my episode Do it, it released, your <laughs> when my episode released the coming out episode, I shared it with a wide variety of network, and I I know I shared with you and Nicole. The, the very surprising sort of quiet reactions that I got in like high level, right? With what some people were saying, um, not betraying anyone's confidences, but just sharing sort of like some of those verbatims and how it surprised me in a lot of ways because I didn't expect it. And then I started doing yeah. some reflecting and I realized this, like my story allows people who maybe have realized at some point hey, maybe I've been too harsh for, towards this community and I would like to do better and learn more and, and see how I can give back, but are nervous about taking that first step, now know mm. someone who they have some kind of connection with previously who is in a heterosexual presenting relationship yeah. but is a member of yeah. the community. Well, now that's a little bit of a dip in the water to like understand things, and so that's helpful. And... I think it's interesting that sort of this is almost like a gateway into it because it's a non, it's, it's, I want to be careful how I say this. It is not a binary understanding of, of an yep. orientation, right? Because I
1: totally got that. Yeah.
0: And so what's, what's interesting to me is I've noticed quite a few people who have, not seem to have any problem getting that, like conceptualizing it and understanding it. And yet in the same way, some of those people don't understand people who identify as non-binary. And I'm like, don't Mm. you understand that there's similarities here that one of these is something that they can conceive of. And one of them is not. And so I'm interested Mm. to get your thoughts on like, Maybe this. I'm just kind of kicking this up, uh, or tossing it up in the air, as it were. Of, um, I'm curious what your thoughts are on, like, why maybe that's conceptually difficult for some folks to understand. For
1: sure. Yeah. I have. I have my working theory on that. Mm. Um, and I will say, obviously, given the caveat, like, hi, I'm a cis person, and I don't have yes. personal experience with this, people, so speaking from my own experiences, right. bloopity blah blah um i think for well for one thing i think we are probably not even in the middle. I think we're probably at the beginning of what, you know, assuming the planet doesn't implode, which is looking less and less likely. um, But assuming we exist another thousand years or whatever, I think hundreds of years from now, they will mark this time period as like the beginning of the gender revolution. Mm. Like, I think we're so fucking early in this shit that even though we feel like, Oh my God, we've come so far! Like, well, look at TV and and trans people and blah, blah blah. I think we're at the very beginning of this. Yeah. Like, I really think that like hundreds of years from now, this is going to be like the past ten years will be a paragraph in a textbook, and yeah. it'll be like a, a whole chapter about mm-hmm. stuff that hasn't even happened yet yeah. in terms of gender. That's my personal belief. Um, so I think we're really early in it. I think that's a big part of why people can like maybe wrap their heads around sexuality. In a way that they can't about gender and then the other thing that i think is that with sexuality a big part of how the queer community got hetero folks like on board or whatever was the idea of like love is love so it's like you have a concept of being in love with your wife right and the Republican or whatever. It's like, yeah, I'm in love with my wife. And but then it's like, okay, okay. So I have those exact same feelings, but it's for a man and I'm a man and they're like wait so you have the same feelings but you just swap out the individual and like they can like wrap their minds sure. around that because sure. it's a one for one sure. but there's not that with gender sure. there's no one for one so you can't do a love is love with gender because you can't be like you experience love I experienced love it's just the person I experience is for happens to look like this blah blah you can't be like okay you know how you experienced dysphoria it's like you've already lost them so like I think with That's the idea idea of not relating to or being really in the body that you're born into like there's you're already the first hurdle is like a billion feet high yeah for for a lot of people and I think that that's why and I'm not saying it's been easy with sexuality like it fucking hasn't but I think that love is love like we just like say it like it's a hashtag now but but that sentence or that phrase was crafted very specifically yeah. to be like we're this we have these same feelings just the person we have them for looks different and you cannot do that with gender yeah. so i just think there's not a, a way for people to really get their, like, brain hooks into that concept. That's my theory. Again, I'm a cis person. I have no fucking clue. But that, in looking at it from a very, like, macro outsidey y thing, yeah. I'm like, I bet that's really hard. Yeah for people who are already not going to be the most open-minded <laughs> yeah. people in the world. no, that's You don't have yeah. that foot in the door.
0: That's well that's said. My theory. That's well said. I, I think there's a lot, there's a lot of um, truth and accuracy in that, in that hypothesis because I think it is something that we've noticed in human behavior, right? Where people, if they can make a connection to anything, Talk about sports. Talk about movies. Talk about anything, right? Yeah. If people can mm-hmm. make a connection, then they feel more more hundred um, percent understanding, and they'll sort of almost lean in, like, "Okay, tell me more." I'm... Exactly. But if there's no connection, then people either have to make the choice of like, "I don't know anything," and I might be uncomfortable a little bit, and that's okay, or they say all of that, and that's not okay, so I'm gonna go away. And
1: yeah. Then, and I'm not saying that there might not be – there might be a foot in the door that we haven't even, like, sure. realized yet or sure. whatever. But, again, I think we're so early in it that right now people are just, like, if they don't get it and they're the kind of person who when they don't get something, they're like, nope, then I just think that's going to be a really tough sell. Yeah. Like, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know.
0: I uh, It is something where I think the more that we can encourage – These types of conversations on podcasts where we're talking about creating safe spaces for people to feel that they are comfortable coming out and identifying how they know, um, like their authentic selves, right. Then, um, we can start finding what those pieces are and we're not spending a lot of time on just like, can't you just accept them as a human being now we are having more nuanced conversations like yeah. that's where, that's the goal right that's the goal is to get there we're not there yet to your point we've got a long way to go um moving towards i would say um moving towards um well we're not wrapping yet but moving towards the sort of getting towards the close. Again, I'm identifying Mm -mm. a segue for you. No, I know. I was gonna
1: say. I was like, check.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Understanding that uh, today, the day that this episode is releasing on October 11th, uh, 2022, in in the year of the Flans. (laughs) (laughs) and oh, it shit.
1: Is... <laughs> <laughs> i've wasted this year we're 10 months into a year that i did not even know was my year that's why wow. i tried to get
0: you on in march it's it's my bad really oh, the schedule boy. For... okay no um... it's cool
1: i have two months to really just make what? up go for... wild <laughs> what <laughs> okay. um,
0: what has national coming out day historically meant to you and then what does it mm. currently mean to you
1: Ooh, I love that. I don't know if I ever really um, th- thought of it with with any major anything before the podcast. Like, I knew it existed. It was on, you know, it was on my radar. Uh, but I don't know. I'd have to, like, you know, look through my posts or whatever to say, like, did I ever make a post for it? Like, I genuinely can't remember. Um, now, since having a coming out podcast... It has become much more important. I do think of it as the podcast's birthday, which is not accurate because we started the podcast in June for Pride, Mm -hmm. (laughs) so it's not. But I really do think of it that way. Um, I'm very cognizant of the fact, I'm I'm cognizant of like measuring my like, like, woohoo, it's national coming out day with the fact that you never want people to feel pressured by it. Because um, I am, I am aware that that is can feel like a real pressure, similar to Pride Month. Like people who are not out yet can kind of feel like, "Oh, this is like the time to do it." Um, and I never, it. I want both Pride Month and National Coming Out Day to feel like a celebration and like a a, a cool. Thing that if you're not out, you can have a, like it, it's an easier day to to find stuff, to find stuff online or find articles or find podcasts or right. whatever. But I would never want anybody to feel like it's a ticking clock, um, which is something I don't really I don't think I thought about so much like early in the days of the podcast, but then like just being aware that, like, having you know, a number of guests talking about the feelings of pressure that they sometimes no one's ever mentioned, no one's ever like, you know, national coming out day, but we talk about pride sure. a ton yeah. on the podcast, like, pride always comes up. And just, and I mean, didn't you do your post during Pride Month? Like, I, did. I feel like that's correct, exactly. Yep. So, we hear so many stories of people, um, and so now my awareness of those. Uh, kind of markers are tempered a little bit with like but nobody should ever feel bad if if you're not ready to come like if you don't do it like that's okay that's totally cool and hopefully you can have these days be like a cool like sort of I was going to say totem. And then I was like, Lauren, you don't don't use words where you don't really know what they mean. Like, I got to stop doing that. <laughs> but like touchstone is maybe what I try to say, where it's like, if you're not fully out, or you're not out at all or something, I, I would hope that for people, these, these kinds of visibilities wouldn't feel like, a like, a oh, God, I got to do this, but would instead feel like a if at some point, if and when I'm ready to do this, like, yeah. look at this cool community and look at these people. And this is really neat. Yeah. So it has taken on uh, a lot of significance for me in that respect, National Coming Out Day. I um, Yeah.
0: I thank you for sharing that. That's it's good. For, oh, I th- you're welcome. I think it's <laughs> it's good for people to hear it. And and I think even more so it's good for people to be reminded that they don't need to feel pressure. I know that. So I posted uh, my coming out story on my birthday, June 11th, 2021, and which was in the middle of Pride Month. Um, But prior to that, I actually had chosen uh, on coming out day of 2020, to share with a larger group of friends than I had previously shared with, so oh wow, so
1: you hit both of the yeah, major. Well, it gay was ho- you know, you know cool. one of the
0: things that y'all talk about quite a bit on the show is sort of the like. um, coming out to like friends and then more friends and sort of almost like, like a lot of people share the story of like, I told a few and then that went well. So I told a few more and then, and so on.
1: It's a pyramid scheme. Yeah. It's a Ponzi scheme. <laughs> coming Just out is nature's first Ponzi scheme.
0: <laughs> and so, and I did that and it was really well received. And I real and each time that I did it, I thought like, this is good enough. Like I don't need to yeah. do any more. Like this is fine. And then the more I Thought, the more I ruminated on it now we're in another day mm, for me and so I'm using it damn, again. Um, two in a row. <laughs> the more that I ruminated on it, I realized that um, while this is good for me, I'm not, inc- I'm not allowing representation to take hold for more people and more people who might be um, struggling in silence. In Mm. in a similar way that I was, so that's where I was like, all right, I need a, I need a, and that's where I came full circle and and did the post. But the coming out day was the first time where I was like, I think maybe I should tell more people. I love that than than just a than just a few. And so I think, to your point, these types of markers, right, are helpful, um, not excuses but reasons to be like, look, I was going to do this anyways. What yeah, time it this?
1: can. Be. That's the positive spin right. is it we can just be for those be who are like on normal. the edge yeah. of the cliff and waiting for like a stiff breeze. It can be the stiff breeze right. that pushes you over the cliff. Exactly. Um, <laughs> In a good way. Yes. You're hang gliding. No, You're not I, jumping.
0: I love it. And I, <laughs> I do have to make a note. So, so We were talking about um, your at the time of this recording, though, not at the time of this release, the episode featuring, featuring Kira. On the, on the podcast, and you spoke with her on Bisexual Awareness Day... Um, I think is when it released or which, what uh, or somewhere in there.
1: We, it was the, I didn't realize, but all of September yeah. is, but bi- I knew by bi- visibility uh, day and by bi- visibility week, the, but September by bi- visibility month. Uh,
0: bi- that's a, uh, that's a fairly new development. I'm going I'm to tell you.
1: Well, I should hope so. Cause I did not know about well, it. <laughs> and in, I learned during that episode. So in Billy
0: Eichner's <laughs> movie bros, they have a whole oh, like yeah. scene about like it was Lesbian Awareness Month and you didn't even acknowledge it. Like why do you get month? Should we bi- have a month bi- now? I think it's in February or March or April. It's not February. Oh my Maybe god! It's like See,
1: and I thought we only had a day. Well, now so we have, now a you have
0: a month. Too. But in, I love this. But in that, in that, mm-hmm. like, there's a scene in the trailer where they're going back and forth, and there's a person that's like, "Bisexuals only have a week." Just a week and that was recorded like last year or the year before something like that Wow And, so, and I worked
1: already out there I worked
0: in some marketing and communications and it was like we were focused on bisexual awareness day and then we did realize like yep. oh it's actually bi visibility week and then this year was the first time I noticed it was month so I'm like okay either I missed that it, it was a month previously or something. okay that quietly makes me feel just, better. like expanded yeah the purple, slipped pink, it in okay. Uh, to the whole Yeah,
1: that makes other. me feel better because so I had no idea. Yeah, so I just
0: wanted to like, say <laughs> don't feel so bad. It's all good. Okay, it's okay. a fairly new development. Um, it, but yes, yeah, we so had good.
1: Kirsten on to close out by Visibility
0: Month. I loved it. Um, <laughs> as we're wrapping up the episode and heading into the last segment, I want to know is there a specific mantra or quote Ooh. or piece of advice that you have for yourself? that you would like, that you like sort of always repeat um, that you would love to share with, with anyone who might be listening?
1: Yeah, I mean, it's so basic. It's like the basic bitch of mantras, but the thing that I always say both out loud um, <laughs> in conversation, out loud to myself when I'm talking to myself in my head is, it's always just, it is what it is. <laughs> Which is both Zen and Defeatist at the same time, which is why I like it.
0: (laughs) I love it. Um, But that is
1: always running through my head, even unintentionally. It's just like my constant, it's on a constant loop in my head.
0: That's fantastic. I love it. It is what it is. Or it is what it is. It is what it is. Uh, right? I yeah, mean, exactly.
1: It's... You can inflect it. It can be Funny. hopeful. It can be, ah, fuck it. Right. It can be A so variety. many things. Be like, and above yeah. all, it is the fundamental truth of, Absolutely. I think, everything.
0: No, 100%. <laughs> 100%. Well, we're going to transition into the, or shift into the last segment on the show. So it's a segment okay. that I call Things to Check Out. It's a okay. segment where I uh, give recommendations to the listeners of something I'm either oh, reading, great. watching, and or listening to, and I invite my guests to do to do the same so I'll go first um now beyond coming out pod because that's something that everybody by this point in the show if you've not already subscribed to coming out pod I don't even know yeah. what you're doing oh. it's ridiculous oh. like pause
1: <laughs> pause it right now and go
0: go listen do it oh my <laughs> gosh okay so beyond coming out with Lauren and Nicole uh what I am uh um so we are at ha- I keep saying we are in Halloween and what I'm trying to say is we are in October. We're so in, we are in we spooky. We are season. in
1: spooky season, yes. Halloween, canonically the gayest month. Yes. Even though Pride is in June. We but come the on. gays yeah. run all of October. Yes, I hear you.
0: And October is L G B T Q plus History Month as well, since we're talking about months. So there we Hot go. Damn. So there it is. There it is. Um and speaking of historical things, um I grew so uh, as listeners of the podcast know i love audio and i grew up listening to old-time radio programs like Yay! incessantly um like green hornet lone ranger um uh my favorite husband um uh, uh there was one with the jack teacher. benny yes I jack, listened benny. To jack benny when i was yes, little yeah my yes. dad would put that on um, yeah uh, I, I just any anything that was I was obsessed with the like the way in which the episodes were structured and I loved the narration, uh, just all of it the sure. whole jam loved it. Um, and so one of the things I love I have like um, uh, I had an app and now I got like Spotify playlist because Spotify's taking over the world, but uh, Orson Wells did the Campbell Playhouse radio series. And so I've been re listening to several different productions. Ah, cool. So Campbell used to sponsor this radio hour where they would take stories like It's a Wonderful Life, is one of them. And they would, um, or that might have been the, it changed sponsors from Campbell's to like another one. And that might have been when it was under the other sponsor. But regardless, it's the same umbrella. And so they would take these stories that were often movies or famous novels and they'd condemn, they'd, um, ab- they would they would they would bridge abridge them they'd abridge them and then if it was a movie they would try and get some of the key actors like jimmy stewart did the it's a wonderful life one. Right? Oh that's so cool yeah to like come and do it but they would still have yeah, radio G. plays yeah yeah they would do a whole radio play so i love that and i love listening to that and especially in october i love listening to like old frankenstein and dracula ones and anything that's, yeah. a little spooky, like, that's my jam so that's what i'm listening to um and if little historical uh, aspects to there's that uh, book. So I do have to plug this book. Um, uh, the last week's guest, if you're listening to this on October 11th, last week's guest, Ali Melaninko was on the show to talk about her YA uh, horror book, This Appearing House. And so she was on previously on the show to talk about Ghost Girl, which she wrote, which is fantastic. But This Appearing House is a haunted house tale about trauma and dealing with trauma, and it's fantastic. So everybody should go check that out. We want to plug that for spooky season. And then movies. The things I got to promote here, uh, good friend of the podcast. She's been on a couple times, and she's going to be on, I think it's either next week or the following week. Rebecca Kennedy is starring in this movie called Two Witches. It is out streaming now everywhere. And she plays uh, a witch named Masha. And I really love Rebecca's work. I love supporting her. I also am not a huge fan of horror movies. So I w- will be watching it with, like, my <laughs> eyes through my hands. Yeah,
1: I cannot watch horror movies. But
0: I am so excited to uh, uh, help uh, support her. Um, and she gets cast in a lot of, like, scary roles because of how, like, she looks and, uh, and different stuff. She loves it. She does a fantastic job. So definitely go check out Ooh. Two Witches. Um, and then the other thing I have to I have to plug... Um, because if I'm talking about witches and I'm talking about October, <laughs> I have to talk about the Sanderson sisters. Hocus Pocus two is out on Disney. Oh shit. Yeah, so that's right. Everybody, um, you know, um, sisters, crap. we that's fly. Cool. So there we go. Mm-hmm. So go get a spell put on you and watch uh, Hocus Pocus two. So those are my uh, things I'm reading, watching and or listening to Lauren. What are, th- what is something you're reading, watching and or listening to?
1: Oh, my God. Okay, I'll start with watching because it's easy because I am watching it for, I've lost count, it's either the fifth or sixth time because sometimes I hyper fixate on TV shows. Um, okay, if you have not already watched season one of The Wilds, Uh, which has been canceled and is devastating, and I do not want to talk about it. Um, Season 2 is also something I do not want to talk about because it is bad, Um, and I am honest and realistic, and I can admit that. But Season 1 of the show The Wilds on Amazon Prime is the best 10 episodes of television I have ever seen in my entire life. I am now, as I mentioned, watching it for... I really, I feel like it is the sixth time. I feel like it's the sixth time. And it only came out, it came out during the pandemic. So like, this is a lot. Um, It is my comfort show, which does not make sense because it is not um, a very comforting show, but it is so fantastic. Uh, As a queer person, it is wonderful, wonderful representation. It's such good acting, writing, directing. I fucking love it. So I'm going to recommend that. I know it's weird to recommend one season of a two-season show that's already been canceled, but I do not care. I'm doing it anyway, (laughs)
0: because
1: that's what I'm watching right now. I love it. Um, Now, I almost... I'm the worst. Uh, I already wasn't a huge reader. I was when I was like younger, and then I got older, and I don't know. At some point, I just got bad about reading, and then Twitter happened, and... I became the worst about reading because I would just read Twitter every night. Um, But I finally started reading. My friend got me this book that I guess it's not a graphic novel, but it's so Roz Chast is a cartoonist. And if you ever see you, you might even if that name doesn't mean anything to you, you might like recognize her, her. Her style because she's just been like her cartoons have been around for so, so long. Um And she wrote a book and I'm I feel like I'm going to fuck up the title. I think it's it's called uh it's either. Can we talk about something pleasant or can't we talk about
0: can't we talk about, can't we something, talk about something more pleasant? Ple-
1: Thank you. That's it. Boom. I've already screwed it up. Uh, but anyway, so my friend got me this book because I uh, I'm an only child, and my parents are getting up there in years. Uh, and we talk sometimes uh, about like how that's really. St- stressful. And also, I come from a neurotic Jewish family, just like uh, Roz Chass, the author of this, did. And the more I would talk about, like, my parents and announced... also, they live in Spain. That's probably relevant. So they're, like, in a fully different country from me. It's wow. just, like, a really weird, specific situation. And I have no extended family, because my mom is also an only child, and my dad's sister converted to Mormonism, so we're not close with that side of the family. So it's very, as my parents get out there in years, I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, what the fuck? Um, and my friend just kept being like you gotta read this book you gotta read this book and knowing full well that I would never like take any steps one day I just got a package in the mail she's like I got you that book (laughs) so I finally started reading it uh very recently just like last week um and it's really wonderful so far uh and if you are similarly a an only child from a neurotic Jewish family, and your parents are aging. Uh, I recommend this <laughs> this collection of cartoons that she wrote about her experience with that. Um, so that's a very niche recommendation. Um, and then what are what were we saying? Movies. Oh, what am I listening to?
0: Whether music, podcast, okay. or radio. Anything in between? I
1: listen. uh, I'm a Pandora person. uh, And I switch between. It's always uh, folk artists from before I was born. So, like, right now I'm listening to Joni Mitchell radio. uh, Listen to Stephen Stills radio, Bob Dylan radio, James Taylor radio. I just cycle through different. uh, But, yeah, I always have music playing in my apartment all the time. You'd think at this point I would pay for, like, Spotify Premium or Pandora Premium. I will not. I will suffer through ads because I'm cheap. Um, But I always have some form of streaming music, and it's always some folk artist from, like, the Laurel Canyon uh, late 60s, early 70s era.
0: (laughs) I love (laughs) that. That's what I'm listening to. It's really good music, and I'm finding... What's in- it's
1: the best what's in the be- and I never feel old and yeah. out of touch because I've been listening to it since I was a kid right so right. like the fact that I don't know modern music or whatever and I listen to all of the like doesn't matter I've I listen to the mamas and the papas in in college yeah. so i was already an old person so it's been great in terms of me not feeling out of touch with music i've never been in touch with modern music
0: <laughs> i um i've found recently um i would say to uh uh my wife's detriment that my um <laughs> now old ma- i'm using air quotes here old man comfort music um, mm. is pop punk and emo music from the mid-2000s, oh, from when I was in high school. That's amazing. So I've got, like, yeah, angels yeah, and airwaves yeah. and the starting line and Dashboard and blink really like, just rotating.
1: Yeah, that's what people are supposed to do. You're supposed to gravitate towards the music from when you were in right. high school. But I've just well, always... But you are. ...always been, like... Well, I mean, not when I was. No, no, a, no mean, how old do you think I am? Like, no, no, no.
0: no. <laughs> I, mean, I listened to the music you, from yeah.
1: when my parents no, were. In I high was
0: saying you said that you've always been listening to this, yeah. so by default you would have been listening to it while you were. That's in high true.
1: I just, I just haven't changed in you just decades. The it's great because I don't get like ah, music today, because it's always been music right. from. Before I was born, so I feel very like the, it's just been a constant straight line my whole the life. The only
0: thing, <laughs> the only thing changing is James Taylor's hairline. That's it. That's it.
1: Seriously, I look the, an album cover came up the other day on Pandora from when he was really, really young oh, and he had hair, yeah. he has, and like, I was long, like, Oh my God, he was hot. He
0: lo- yes, long. Waiting. I never thought of him as like, like a sexy
1: guy. Like, it was crazy. Whoa.
0: Now when yeah, he sees Baby opening. James, it gives a whole new eye
1: mood. opening. No. Hell's yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it does. Let's see that. Let's see those baby pictures. No, that's gross. Cut that out. You know what I mean. <laughs> anyway, the point is Google young James Taylor. He's a handsome guy. <laughs> he
0: is a handsome guy. Um, I love it. Well, this has been fantastic. Lord, if people want to follow you and see oh, what yeah. you're up to, what's the best way for mm-hmm, them to do mm-hmm.
1: that? I'm on Twitter Almost 24 hours. It's, it's a full-on addiction, but I do really enjoy it. I am at Lauren Flans, L-A-U-R-E-N-F-L-A-N-S, like the custard, like if you ordered more than one of the Spanish custard. Um, I am also on Instagram at Lauren underscore Flans, which is almost all dog videos. And I very recently started a TikTok dedicated entirely to my dog. Um, that is called, it's at, hello, it's Piero. Piero is spelled P-I-E-R-R-O. And I am doing some of my best video editing over on TikTok. I'm really proud. I'm picking up new skills. (laughs) So if you want to see a lot of dog videos, go to Hello, It's Piero on TikTok.
0: (laughs) I love that. And then... Coming out pod, it's comingoutpod.com dot com if they want to go to the website and then yes, and
1: please do
0: yes, Yes. and you can subscribe to the website. I think
1: um you can subscribe. Uh, we usually point people towards uh Apple Podcasts Mm. uh formerly iTunes, um (laughs) but I think you can subscribe on like any server. I don't know. I'm an iTunes Spotify girl.
0: Yeah, you can get the podcast Um, anywhere. Um, it's coming out with Morn and Nicole. I think is the official. Title coming
1: out with Lauren and Nicole, but at coming out pod on Twitter and Instagram. And as you mentioned, um, our website has uh, like a resources page that has some like uh, like the groups that we talked about, the L.A. LGBT Center groups that meet over Zoom. There's a link to those. And it's got like a media list that I uh, put together that is so outdated now because there's so much queer media like it's amazing like i can't keep up with it which is which is
0: a good problem beautiful
1: and incredible it's a very good problem to have but yeah if you want a slightly outdated media list of uh queer content that is all like happy queer it's all because the list was originally designed for folks who are recently out sure. so i don't put like everyone dies or they're all alcoholics and they cheat on each other like i don't i'm like you wait till you're out a few more years before you start watching that stuff <laughs> so it's all just like nice the happy endings right. like ah, you'll cry in a good way <laughs> uh but yeah check out comingoutpod.com
0: i love it well lauren this has been fantastic thank you so much for this is so today. fun yeah
1: Thank you for having me. Anytime, get some sleep. Uh, uh
0: yeah. Anytime, we'll see about that. Anytime, <laughs> you're welcome back. Anytime, um, I Thank need to figure you. out a way for us to do maybe some Instagram liveing. Uh, or Ooh, or, yeah. or, That's fun. or something, or perhaps hosting a Twitter Spaces, where we have sort of Ooh, this community aspect. That we've been Mm -hmm. talking about. We just invite people to come and share and talk. So we'll see. Maybe more to come on that. Keep watching the Coming Out Pod uh, channels and the Detox Podcast channels as well. But listeners, you've been detoxing with Detox. Now go and make a more inclusive world. If you know of an interesting person or story that needs to be told, please reach out to me at detoxpodcast at gmail.com. That's D-T-A-L-K-S podcast at gmail.com. You can also reach out via Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram at Detox Podcast, or visit DetoxPodcast.com. Also, be sure to leave us a five-star rating on iTunes if you like the show. It only takes a few seconds, and it really helps us out. Link is in the show notes. Finally, thanks for listening. Please come back next week when we'll have another interesting conversation. And special thanks to my producers, Ben Lawant and Galan Aldaco. Without your help and support, this show wouldn't be possible. Thanks so much, guys. Detox is a production of Vocal. For more information and more programming, please visit vocalnow.com. That's v o k a l n o you.